three, two, one, ghost. Hey everybody, welcome to three, two, one, ghost. I'm your host with a silent G, Kyle, and joined, uh, as always, my esteemed colleague, co-host, dear friend, Natalie. How are you, Natalie? So good. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kyle. <sighs> Gosh, what is, um, I don't know, anything new and spooky with you lately? Yes, actually. I don't know if anyone will have any interest in this whatsoever, but um, I do. I, <laughs> I've been working on making my bathroom spooky. Love it. Not, not for Halloween, just for all the time. I just suddenly realized, I was like, you know what? This bathroom looks too much like a regular bathroom. So, <laughs> so is I it thought, like, God. oh, no, no, go. Oh, I, I was going to say, so are you just like, just like splattering, like, like messages and blood across like the mirrors, putting sharks in yes, the toilet? Yes, real blood. <laughs> no, um, no urban legend stuff. Um, no, I got a cute planter that looks like an actual like human skull. And it's uh it's got a little plant coming out of it. So that's fun. I got some art that is um little like anatomy book prints, basically. So it's like the like it shows like the spine and like all the Latin words for the name of vertebrae and all those things. Um made it a little bit more dark in there, some dark carpets, some dark light switch covers. So it's coming, it's coming along nicely. I it's kind of going I'm going for like a spooky laboratory vibe I like that that was um the the second room I built in Animal Crossing the last one that came out was I was like first I need my like lounge spooky welcome place which reminds me a lot about a house you know a, a room in the mansion that we're gonna be talking about today but um the second one was definitely building an evil laboratory and there were plenty of skulls, plenty of, you know, mm -hmm. weird knickknacks. And, you know, you got your, you know, you got your, uh, your Bunsen's and your beakers, so to speak. Yeah. You got your chemicals, <laughs> you got your, you got your, you got your, compounds, you, got your uh, you got your mortars, you got your, your thistles, you know, the whole, the whole set. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Gosh, I, uh, you know, I'm in this house now, and I was just starting to think about Halloween decorations. You know, by the mm -hmm. way, everybody, this is August August second, August third. We're talking about Halloween right now. Um, oh, never absolutely. too early, though. I was trying to figure out. You know, of course, you're seeing the spirit Halloween signs start to pop up, and all the uh, old. I think they open August first. I think they should all be like opening up. I, am I, I, am I wrong in thinking that? Well, I looked into it because I, you know, I Googled it, right? As you do, um, unless you don't, but trying to find like, you know, what were the hours at the one that's like down the street, you know, from my job. Yeah. So I'm like, well, so I can take my lunch break and go, you know, walk around, <laughs> especially when it first opens up and, you know, you got like, it's all fully stocked and you get to see everything, you know? And now that I have like a yard, I'm like, what sort of like eight foot oh. skeleton should I put out there, you know? still negotiating the finer details you know we'll with my wife but um <laughs> yeah the uh what, what will they allow <laughs> yeah and um so but i was trying to and i couldn't find the hours and then they all said closed and like all the ones nearby and it just said opens august and i was like okay well when the fuck does it actually open and then i see the flagship store which is in jersey that opened 
in like July 28th or something like that. And that's a yeah. whole, whole to do. It's a whole and, like party. Um, yeah. Which I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe we set up a Patreon and they fund us to, you know, fly out. <laughs> you know, you can, you, you know, you know, the people. I already know my way around. <laughs> You're from Jersey, already, right? Yeah. I already know my way around Jersey. Yeah. So you'll just, we'll, we'll blend in just like the locals. Um, so we won't get the, we won't get the tourist look, you know, but yeah, so I couldn't find out like exactly like when the opening date was. So I'm just probably just going to swing back by over there on my lunch break tomorrow and just see what's up. You know, that's a fantastic idea. They, I've already gone to home goods, Michael's. They mm-hmm. already have all of their Halloween and spooky things out, but the intention wasn't to to shop for Halloween decorations. It was to shop for things that I could buy for the house that could pass for regular decor during the normal time of the year. And then once October comes, then I'll buy like Halloween decorations. This is the year though. This is the year for my giant, either inflatable, I don't know, Grim Reaper or like a you know, those 15 foot skeletons, something like that. Joel has said no every year. I think I'm just going to do it without asking him. He's just going to come home and it's going to be there on the front lawn. Take that power back. You should do that. Absolutely. This is your house too, right? It's your lawn. This is your life, right? Come on, (laughs) get out of here. You know what? Good. I'm glad that you and I have each other to just you know yeah to really hype each other up in our giant inflatable (laughs) monster decisions so just ruining each other's marriages love it i um i see no but see let's i'll give i'll give uh i'll give my wife some credit she's definitely more down she's on the more on the down with all of these things than your husband Yeah. yeah so yeah um yeah, you know the other the only other spooky thing in my life is gosh, you know, I've just been talking about board games left and right. I picked up the new Scream board game by Funko. Come on, y'all, sponsor me. Let's make it happen. Um, but damn who it. Who are you who are you playing these games with? Are they single player? Well, um, so I bought uh Final Girl on accident. Well, no, I didn't buy it on I, mean, I bought it intentionally, but I didn't realize that it's a single player game like it's a one person situation Mm. um and which is nice i'm glad they make board games lonely people like board games too you know come on that that's what i'm starting to get concerned if you're just buying a bunch of single player (laughs) (laughs) now and now mansions of madness you could play it one player if you're just like controlling at least like two characters you're playing as two different characters going back and forth like yeah you could do it but that's you know ideally you want you know more people it's more fun that way and then i fucked up with the scream one because it's a minimum three players to play so yeah sure i can corral my wife into playing with me but you know my dogs are useless you know they don't they don't have the the thumbs needed to uh answer a phone call from ghostface i'm assuming it's three it has to be minimum three players because one person has to be ghostface and two people or possibly two people are ghost face and one person isn't because otherwise th- you just yeah or all three <laughs> yeah all three don't earn the end yeah yeah um my understanding is that no one is ghost face oh 
you're working you're all working together to escape Ghostface, and there's like an app okay. and then you can get like i think like phone calls from uh that's fun as hell right so so we'll figure it out next time you're up here we'll be like we have to we have to play a few rounds of screen yeah. um so i just love board games so much you know i was actually thinking about it like I'm such a dork. Like, even when I was a kid, I remember my favorite board game as a kid. Well, I mean, Clue, obviously, is the classic, yeah. right? Um, but I would play, and these are just more like, you know, like roll dice, more your, your standard kind of family, mm-hmm. Parker Brothers type of board games. But like, there was a really kick ass uh, fantasy one that's like real, like RPG light called uh, Key to the Kingdom. I think that one was super dope. I remember that one. And then I remember like getting like, you know, sheets of paper and like taping them together and like drawing out board games, you know, just coming up with bullshit rules and like, you know, pieces and like maybe it'd be like a Power Rangers one, maybe, or maybe it'd be one that just like, it was more spooky themed, you know, I remember the finer wow. details, but I, I, I that never shit. had any interest in board games until adulthood. I, as a kid, my entire family is extremely competitive and they love board games and they love cards. And I'm just not a competitive person. Like I'm in it for the fun when it comes to games. So for me, it was just not fun. I never enjoyed sitting down with them and playing board games. But now that I'm an adult and having an eight-year-old, what what the fuck else are you going to do with them? then like go places play video games or play board games like yeah i'm not playing with action figures i'm not going to build a fort so we've gotten heavy into board games and all of the horror themed board games i'm not going to say he's too young for he's like the how to comprehend how to play the games are too like or above you know what he's capable of at this point i think and they usually entail a lot of like include a lot of reading and we're not we're not there yet. Um, I think the contents are fine. The murder is fine. Murder's fine. <laughs> it's the reading that's the problem. Right, right. <laughs> um, and I remember, gosh, even younger than that, I was like, yeah, you know, I like uh, I was a big fan of Hi Ho Cherio. That's a mm. good one. Big fan of the one where um, uh, it was called the, the like grape something because it but it was like what like play yeah, like play-doh was a component of this thing and you had to like mash little i don't know grape you escape a lot. i don't know you've got a lot of board games did your brothers board. play these games with you or were you playing them with friends those ones i remember playing at friends houses i didn't own any of these i remember one that i did own that I would bring over to friends' houses was uh, there was a Goosebumps one in the '90s that was real fun. Again, love you know the spooky parts. And uh, gosh, I remember even though when I I playing with those um, you know like the mini travel board games, you know, so you could have like a version of like Clue Junior that was like yeah. you know real small, you know, and then yeah. it had like it was a I forget what you call that thing where it's like you know. You have to like put like a red like lens over it, you know, to be able to uh Oh yeah. To see like the, the hidden decoder. picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I remember there's a lot of that with the detective stuff, like remember dumb yeah. detective toys I would play with as well. So it makes a lot of sense that my favorite, you know, sub genre of horror is 
dinner parties and games whenever that mm -hmm. is a central component i am you'll usually you'll get a boo at the very least i will never give you less than than a boo for giving me a good you know dinner party game situation and uh so we started talking about you know let's see a couple episodes ago we did would you rather mm -hmm. um and then last time we talked about the invitation also mm -hmm. dinner party but had a game you know even had though a that quick game had a, had a quick game didn't make too much sense but you know sure whatever but quick I'm glad, failure hey, of a game it's like hey you know it's like give me you know you know just give me just give me a little taste you know it's okay yeah. um and then the movie we're talking about today which is 2019's ready or not uh directed by radio silence who is comprised of matt benatelli open and tyler gillette i am totally reading off wikipedia right now um <laughs> as well so does it um, bother you that they call themselves radio silence and don't just go by their names um it only bothers me because i was briefly in a band in high school called radio silence um until they turned into a band called dark haven and man metal's really hard to play and i was not good enough to play it <laughs> but damn i tried um <laughs> i was all over the place in high school anyway and uh so it's funny so i i just i can't think of like radio silence other than or just without thinking of that band and those guys you know yeah. i mean they're all they're all great guys so it's so it's just always the other radio silence those guys um yeah, damn. You know, so now Radio Silence, I mean, those guys are known for, you know, they did um, that segment in VHS. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, probably more well known now at this point for doing, you know, Scream 5 as well as Scream 6. And then, you know, we don't get a, you know, we don't get a whole lot of breaking news because we're usually talking about movies that came out like in the 90s. But, um, did you hear they're not coming back for Scream 7? I did. You know. Um, that was just recently, recently announced. I wonder, I wonder why. I didn't take the time to read any articles on it so far, but it's a little disappointing because we got two out of them. And I think both movies were quite fun. I think they yeah. did a great job. I think so too. I, um, my, my best guess, and I mean, I know there's all also like, you know, the, uh, the strikes, the, you know, the writer strikes and stuff that are going on right now. And, mm -hmm. um, which was sure slowing down a lot of it, but I think, you know, they can't, you know, scream six came out what, like 13 months, 14 months after scream five did and i'm sure mm -hmm. and then scream six is now what like the highest grossing out of all of them so they're like fuck dude we can't slow this train down like we you need to give me screams like every year twitch i'm like give them to me absolutely but yeah. i could totally see the way those guys would be like oh you know we kind of want to make like another movie first or at least one in between and they're doing they're doing some like monster movie that like also has melissa barrera in it i Interesting. believe i can't remember him. but did you see who's doing scream seven though yeah, it's interesting choice. Um, it, Christopher Landon, and it's funny. The article that popped up on my Instagram feed was from iHorror News. I don't know if you follow them at all. Yeah, that's, of they course, that's how I got it too. Okay, perfect. 
that they presented him as the um director of freaky and i was thinking to myself it's an interesting choice i'm assuming that was his last film and that's why they chose that because he actually has quite a few um quite a few movies that i think most horror fans would would be more excited to hear about like paranormal activity two and three yeah i mean i would say you know i mean he, I... Them. he didn't direct them yeah, That's he wrote fine. those. I mean, I think, you know, next best thing, right? Because I mean, like, mm-hmm. Freaky, and then you have, it's, you know, I think it's based off, you know, Freaky. He also did um, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, eh, I don't know, kind of overstays its <laughs> welcome a little bit. The Happy first Death one, Day to You. Yeah, but the first one. I, I only watched it once, and I remember not being a huge fan. Yeah, and... um so I get it. I'm just like, okay, you know, it, it seems like, you know, people that do some sort of horror comedy situation, like, I don't know who else is doing it. It's as well known as, you know, the radio silence guys. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, this, once I heard that radio silence was doing scream, I was fucking a million times on board because yeah, this movie in particular ready or not um is is fuck it's just so much fun and yeah um, it really is and i you know of course it scratches that itch i love (laughs) i love i love the game situation especially like with this you know where you have your family of this this old wealth but the old wealth is like the they're like the parker brothers you know just these, yeah it's all just like from these like fun like board games and like i wish i had a better list of the uh all the fake board games that they kind of show as they go through but a lot of them are like you know kind of winks to you know what's going to happen later on in the plot you know like yes. one's called family ritual one's called yeah. sunrise you know and then there's yeah. um some more like silly ones you know they're like plays off like ones that you know more famous like board games that we would know in real life mm-hmm. but uh so i'm already on board once i heard about this movie i think it kind of came off the radar i feel like i uh heard a little bit i don't know i think i saw that maybe it was like coming out that week and i was like oh what is that and i looked it up and saw the trailer and i was like holy shit how did this get by me but um did you see uh, it in theaters I did. I did too. Probably, probably like, I want to say three, three times, probably. I think one of the times. Really? Are you sure one of the times wasn't with you? That's possible. Where I was like, we have to see this fucking movie. It's so good. And you had already seen it. (laughs) Yeah. I think I went and saw it by myself and then I saw it with, and then I was like, Megan, we have to go see this movie. And then we went and saw it. And then I was like, I think I was down in San Diego visiting or something. And I was like, we got to go see this movie. It's so good. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And it would have been in 2019, obviously. mm -hmm. So yeah, I remember seeing it in the theater and this movie is is a perfect example of a movie that I think deserves a theatrical release in in the time of streaming and is fun to watch with an audience. And I remember the audience having a lot of fun with it. Like there was a lot of a lot of laughter, a lot of reactions to Samara Weaving's just incredible performance. She she from beginning to end 
every reaction that she has, every facial expression she has is perfect and so convincing and exactly how I would be acting and feeling in that scenario. Oh yeah. I put uh, in my notes, I put, you know, star, 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 Samara weaving, a plus, plus, plus (laughs) perfect (laughs) delivery, LOL reactions. And just those like, guttural screams you oh, know so oh, good. she is um and and i hadn't seen her in anything before this um same but she is she is fucking incredible in this movie yeah and i will say this i'm gonna say it again because i think this is another movie that it's extremely important that things are not spoiled for you before you watch it because the mystery of whether or not this curse is real and whether or not this game actually has stakes is part of the fun so there will be spoilers we're gonna spoil it all but i admire the i admire the bravery i think that's the word the bravery the courage of someone who will just listen to us talk for two hours about a movie they haven't seen <laughs> i uh i i don't know bravery? who that person is bravery but... is the word that you're choosing yeah i uh okay. just you know whoever you are i you know i i hear you right back and i appreciate you thanks for thanks for sticking around you don't have to do anything she tells you to do <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're politely Hello. suggesting but, I'm politely uh, suggesting. I mean, you yeah. can listen to this whole episode and not have ever seen this movie, and hopefully, we will capture the essence enough that you feel like you went through watching the movie. Yeah. Um. Now, now it could be argued that this is not a dinner party movie because you do not see dinner being had, and I'd like to hear you your thoughts see, on that. You know, it's funny because. I thought about that too. And it is, this is taking place on a wedding day. So you would think that there would be a dinner party, like that you'd have a a wedding reception. There's ample, you know, ample opportunity. And the movie actually is quite short. I think the runtime is an hour and 35 and that's with the credits. Love it. Yeah, it's it's a perfect length of movie, but I'm like, we could have seen some some dinner party going on, or the game could have started over dinner, but I know we had to start at midnight. Could have been, you know, a late dinner. It's you know, everybody's up, they're partying, they're celebrating. Um, but I would say, do you do you feel that this movie it definitely fits into our game category, but maybe not dinner party, but it has the vibe. Would you say that this movie is a horror movie? Um, no more of a horror movie than Death Becomes Her is. Yeah. I would think, you know, I think that there's like shocking parts, but then even the shocking parts are always played for a laugh generally. So mm-hmm. I would, I would say, yeah, like, you know, as you know, using Death Becomes Her as a, as a comparison, I think, um, both are spooky both have paranormal bits both have mm-hmm. a lot of violence you know but mm-hmm. it's it's fun violence you know but yeah. uh so we're, we're on that that horror comedy feeling yeah and and gosh i do love a horror comedy it's just you know they don't they don't come out often and mm-hmm. well you know sometimes ugh, sometimes it's 
you know, the, the comedy is real cringy, you know, yeah. I don't mind if the horror is kind of like, yeah, goofy, like whatever. But yeah, if the, the comedy is cringy, it can be a little tough, but I have, mm -hmm. a, I'll probably bring it up later when we talk about kind of our final thoughts, but I have um, kind of a short list of, you know, there is a lot of really good horror comedies, you know, over oh, the yeah. last, you know, 30 years or so. But um, yeah, so the whole kind of premise of this movie is that, Samara Weaving, you know, who does, you know, explains that, you know, is without a family of her own, doesn't really know her family growing up, is marrying into this dude's family who's very rich and they love board games. Or, well, at least they made their money off these board games, right? Um, now, would, first of all, I'm like, do people still marry people without meeting like any of their family? Or is that just a thing? I don't know. Is that a thing rich people do? I don't know. I have never heard of that happening other than like, I mean, in, in modern society, I should say modern American society, maybe even like specify even further. But did she not meet them? I don't know if that that, that was like actually established. That was her first encounter. I'm fairly certain, but I don't know if I'm wrong. I don't want it to derail the whole thing afterwards. No, but I'm pretty I, sure I think, that she hadn't met them. I think that you're right, but I'm assuming she met them like before the wedding day, maybe like the week of the wedding. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Like all that, you know, yeah, that, that makes sense. Right. People always sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. she definitely had met. She definitely had met his brother, Daniel, because she mentions in the beginning when she's talking to herself, like pretending to recite vows, she mentions his brother who gets drunk and hits on her. Right, right. So, so that implies that she's at least met him a handful of times. Yeah. But maybe not the maybe not the parents and the extended family and all of that yeah. but i i just don't see that being a thing and i i would guess since he's from a wealthy family of old money he's living a wonderful life off of that and not having to interact with them because of the whole satan worshiping thing yeah, you know. um you know religious differences but yeah, that's that's strange, especially too because they're so so wealthy. Like maybe maybe I'm just like them. But I want to meet someone who was marrying Phil if we were like multimillionaires. Like I'd be like, I, I need to get to know this person because I, I I need to know their intentions. Like, is this true love or are they just in it for the cash? Hmm. Yeah, like I wonder if someone's like, hey, you know, you could marry into a board game empire. You do it just hmm. for the board games. I think I would, but the thing is, like, <laughs> you know, but it's like, oh yeah, but you know, but you won't, you know, the, you know, the downside is you don't get to meet my family until the day of the wedding, and I'd be like, oh well, okay, I don't know, I think I'd do that. I think I would also maybe probably, you know, make that pact. I don't to uh, to if I was the uh, the the original, you know, how, how do you pronounce it, Ledomas, Ledomas, but um, I don't want to butcher it right right ah well i already i already did so we're good yeah that's okay <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so she's she's like talking to herself in the wedding dress she's smoking i think that this is really interesting 
the whole relationship between her and Alex, because I think they they said that he's been with her for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And he Daniel like bursts into the room when they're having their romantic pre-ceremony conversation and does that like snarky joking you know you could always back out like you still have a chance and then Alex like seriously says it to her and I wonder to myself is that like how they how they let themselves like sleep at night that they're like well we asked her like we we put our cards on the table oh that works because it's a game I I was I was thinking that I think that's really interesting. I feel like it's almost like a subconscious way of um, getting around some of the guilt. Well, I still thought it was funny, like when there when he's leading her through the um, service halls or whatever, you know, before she goes to the kitchen, you know, and she's all like, you know, like you know, why didn't you tell me this and this blah 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 blah, and and she's like, you know, well we could have eloped or blah blah blah, and then I did like he was like, well, you know you wanted to get married you know this half like this is kind of on you you're the one that wanted to get married yeah. but same thing like just like <laughs> that dude is 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 an asshole pretty uh pretty through oh. and through he is a complete piece of shit and how how i knew that at some point he was going to turn on her was in the moment where he says if I told you, you would have left. And if I didn't propose, you would have left. So one, he's he's putting blame on her because he's saying you would have you would have left the relationship either way. But then he's also being completely selfish. Is there a chance, Alex, that maybe you could find yourself a nice lady that doesn't need to get married? don't don't find a woman that that wants to be married like there there are plenty out there they exist i feel like you know if you explain it in a certain way i feel like i feel like uh you know i feel like grace would understand maybe Mm -hmm. you know i don't know i'd be like look we're still getting access to the fortune of or maybe you know i know they're kind of estranged from the family so but um yeah so i don't know but yeah i know he's just like you know yeah if i told you you would have left and it's like well yeah you know yeah me too yeah i would have left well because the thing is is that you know so the whole point of this is that they uh you know the the lay domas person makes a deal you know Mm -hmm. the great-grandfather of the head of the household um Mm -hmm. You know, makes a deal with Mr. LaBelle, who's the devil, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they have to spoiler. play. Yeah, then yeah. Sorry, spoiler he's alert. The devil. That they have to play. He's the fucking devil. Um, <laughs> so they have to play this game every time someone is married into this family. But yeah, sure, okay. One of the cards could be ready or not, or sorry, one of the cards could be a trick or treat. Sorry, hide uh, and seek. Sorry. <laughs> You know. I love that you came up with all sorts of different options. All the things, yeah. <laughs> um, I know, I keep calling the game ready or not, but it's not, you know. Yeah. Um, so you have, so you, you either could play, you know, like the, um, who was it? Fitch, as well as, um, 
oh, I always forget her name, Charity, who is the, the two people mm. that married into the family were like, you know, oh, I got chess. I got old maid. And I'm yeah. like, sure, you could always pull the card that isn't hide and seek. But either way, you're still committing to this pact with the devil. So yeah. now you have to murder somebody, maybe. And is any of that explained to them too, even if they just pick like old maid or chess or something? So what it seems like, because at at one point in the movie, Daniel is talking to Charity and he says, when I told you, you didn't like bat an eye, like she was ready for it. I originally assumed that he told her after she pulled her card and they played whatever arbitrary non-life-threatening game that they played but now that you're saying that I wonder if he actually did tell her in advance and she didn't give a shit she's like it's worth it I'd rather be dead than go back to where I came from so I I, yeah I I feel like they either told them in advance for the I I don't know I think for for Fitch I would assume that he found out afterwards and then just like oh okay whatever like not believing that it was true because he spends the whole movie trying to you know figure out if this is in his moral compass or if he even really has to participate yeah i know i I did like how kind of towards the you know there's a there's a part in the movie where like everyone's really kind of questioning like oh man (laughs) like you know you know it's like ah you know the 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 head of the house the dad you know he's like damn you know couldn't couldn't have negotiated that eradication clause, right? And then you have um, Fitch and Charity, where Fitch turns to Charity and says, like, when do we, at what point do we cut and run? Like, can we do yeah. that? You know? And it was yeah. like, and all these things where I am thinking about, you know, just like how, and I do appreciate the movie does answer, I think, most of the gaping plot hole questions that I have, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm just like, well, what about, like, cousins and shit you know and then but he he does you know um fuck what's i just forget the people's names in these movies <laughs> um when he's when he's telling grace like oh yeah you know like it happened to my cousin rachel and this and this happened and like yeah they died the next day so it's like you know mm. but then i but then i just stopped wanting to think about like well how far does that like family expand how far does that go like cousins of cousins of cousins or is it just people that you know do you get x amount of the percentage if i don't know the company i'm not sure how you know you mr LeBell more, works this you went way more deep into thought about it than i did where i was getting yeah. stuck was what happens if everyone just stops getting married well then that what? was like well, what if what if they're all their children decide not to get married is it yeah. like then is that it or does Mr. LaBelle at some point say, all right, well, we're going to have to sacrifice someone anyway, or you're all going to blow up after a certain amount of time, because I need you all to keep entering people into this family and playing the game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the devil would figure out some way to be a dickhead about it. <laughs> or at least oh, yeah. this this sort of cartoon version, you know, I think you'd, you'd probably figure out a way to be an asshole about it. But that was my thing where it's like, you know, you have, um, these are not complaints, by the way, but yeah. it's just me just like criticizing these awful people that like you, you like uh, what was it? Um, both uh, Adam Brody and the cocaine sister were mm. out in the her. 
cleaning up around the goat pit and um and she was saying like well you know but my kids don't deserve this and i'm like Mm -hmm. well you knew about all of this and you like brought children into the world like they didn't get to choose to be a part Mm -hmm. of this fucking curse with the devil it like at least if you marry it in like at least there's that option if they're nice to tell you ahead of time here's a situation but like you're all having like children in this so i'm like and not that i think that it's demonstrated that this woman does not make the most informed you know responsible decisions but i'm like "Mm, nobody is shedding a tear for you here so no (laughs) or Or your stupid fucking kids Mm -mm. yeah or those kids this this movie is such a great movie for anyone who doesn't like kids it's it's perfect because the kids are shitty they're shitty kids Mm -hmm. even alex and daniel as kids are shitty kids and then the young kids are shitty kids when he shoots grace in the hand i it Mm -hmm. like there's nothing that brought me more joy than seeing her whack that kid right in the face (laughs) i love it he deserved it he had it coming and he was destined to be a terrible person because his mother literally smiles at the fact that he says that he shot her because he was trying to do what everyone else was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like she's like so proud of him. And I'm like, he was gonna end up being just as shitty as the rest of all of you. So yeah, exactly. This is, this is a great, a great movie for people who don't enjoy children because they're there for literally for the purpose of getting them to be like a joke and like getting hit and Mm -hmm. hurt for laughs which i think is really great because a lot of times when you see children in horror movies you're like oh great now we have to deal with some character trying to protect them the whole time or you know slowing them down and you you start to think about all of those things but these kids are just they're just here for the ride yeah I love it. I um I know we're kind of jumping around all over the place, but I um like it. <laughs> you know, she pulls the hide and seek card. She's like, okay, this is weird. You start playing that lovely song. This is the best. <laughs> it's so good. Um and you know, she doesn't realize it is a game it's you know, she doesn't realize what's actually happening, you know, until is it is it Alex the name of the the fiance? Yes. Yeah, that's it, Alex. Um, you know they're like hiding behind the bed, and then the first of the maids gets shot in the head by, by the by the younger sister. And now I know that in a great part in the end of the movie, she says that she wants a divorce. But at what point in the night? Would that first would that thought have first entered your head? I want a divorce from this man. As soon as he said you wanted to get married, that would have been it for me. Hmm. I would think the second because, like just satanic curses aside. Yeah. If you went into a situation where you know you you think you know your partner and everything about them and you trust them so much so that you like you're willing to get married without even having met their family and then you find out that they have a huge huge deep dark secret that was never told to you and directly involves a life or death situation for you and a lifelong commitment to 
a pact with the devil to, right? to possibly having to murder other people and then you having the audacity to say to me well yeah. you wanted to get married so fucking lootly not that would be divorce right there also you're within less than a day you can annul that shit she doesn't even have to go through the process of divorce perfect yeah I'm pretty sure there's a there's some sort of return policy. I think it'll be fine. I um yeah, I see. Now granted the thought would have first entered my he- head the second that first maid that first maid got shot in the face right next to me because I'd be like that would solidify. No, I'd be like there's yeah. no coming there's no coming back from this. Like even I'm like regardless of what you may not have known. That's the thing. Like she, at that point when the maid when the maid gets shot in the head you can correct me if I'm wrong. He knew something was was off, but like she doesn't know how much he knows or how deep things are gonna go. Yeah, yeah, good point. That's fair. I mean, maybe because I know he did say you know he's disconnected from them, so maybe I don't yeah. know. He try some bullshit, but I still I don't know. I'd be like I don't. I think even with the best intentions, I don't know if there's coming any coming back from that. That's pretty. It's pretty yeah. intense. But... Yeah, that's pretty bad. The other the other thing that comes up for me, and this was a a similar similar topic with um would you rather is mm-hmm. what connection and benefits are these like the wait staff getting out of being employed by this family? Like what's his name? Stevens? Steven? Stevens the is butler. the butler. Stevens is the butler and he is so dedicated so dedicated like was he going to blow up as well if she didn't die I just don't I don't understand what on earth would make you so motivated to to be that dedicated to this family yeah right like unless I mean you know because they're certainly not paying him the money like that everybody else would be making by just being in that family right so he's got to have some sort of a commitment you know i know in would you rather i think the dude just i didn't understand other outside of the fact that he just liked to torture people he seemed yeah he seemed really into it yeah and really bummed out when he couldn't do certain things you know yeah and yeah i was thinking the same thing and i'm like even like the yeah just those poor those poor maids um they seem like they might not have known exactly what they were getting into because some of them the way that they react is there's three there's three yeah yeah um they they seem like they maybe didn't realize that their lives might be at risk i know i loved um (laughs) yeah and just you know the 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 same sister killing the first two and then you have um just like an h2o you got a you got a good another good dumb waiter death, dumb waiter scene here. Yeah. Um I guess that makes me glad that we don't have them in in most households. Yeah, that's not really a thing unless you have like more than like three or four stories in a house, it feels like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, that way you don't have to go up many flights of stairs. It's cheaper than an elevator. Yeah, that's true. And then you can hide like spooky little kids or cats or something in there like i'm trying to think wasn't it like i i feel like there's um same thing with the hockey skate kill i i, I feel like i uh i've seen i see a lot of dumbwaiter deaths in my uh in my brain right now but 
this was a good I one. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of any of the any of the others though. Yeah. So well, we'll and she we'll she deserved it. Yeah, she deserved it, and that was the thing. Yeah, all of them were gonna fucking rat her out right before they died. Yeah. So that's what Such you get. Snitches. That's what happens. Um, I. Yeah, gosh, you know, again, I just can't speak enough to just like how dope Samara Weaving is in this movie. Um, I don't know if you saw she shows up or at least someone dressed like her in the subway scene in Scream 6. No, I didn't notice that. There's a bride with yellow. Oh, yellow yeah, yeah, with the, the ammo. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah. ammo. That's that's pretty rad. That's that was fun. a. I noticed her reactions are everything because like even you know you have that slow-mo shot after she's like torn off like the the bottom of her wedding dress she's like covered in blood she's got the ammo and the shotgun and the chuck taylors you know and (laughs) she just looks at herself in the mirror and just goes jesus yeah (laughs) her reactions are uh are are pretty priceless um you know after you know She knocks the kid out, you know, <laughs> just calling him just, just a motherfucker. Or when she, yeah. um, you know, she's escaping out through the gate and she tries to, the guy, you know, the guy pulls over for like half a second and then like peels out, <laughs> you know, just screaming like, you know, like, oh, fucking asshole, little dick, motherfucker, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like rich people. Her her reactions are so genuine and exactly how any normal person would react. And everything everything that happens to her, like in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie feels very like played for laughs. But there's this like tonal change somewhere in the middle where she falls when she falls into the pit of the dead bodies. Yeah. Like the in the farm that part feels like really rough to watch like she is suffering so it's like right after she gets shot in the hand she falls in there she vomits then she's climbing up and she puts that nail right through her already wounded hand and has to pull it out like that whole that whole bit there is just sad I feel just so sad for her yeah, the whole the goat pit sequence was was rough. I um yeah. yeah, I made a note of like those like specifically just like where oh just when she's climbing up the stairs has the hole in her hand and you see the nail and you're just like, oh my god, she's gonna do it. Just it's gonna happen. And just oh. and again, that that reaction and that scream that just comes just right just from like the depths, you know. Yes um is so good and then when she's again you know climbing through that gate right and then you see the the quick shots and it's cutting her open like going through there like that was oh geez um it's uh it's good i I like the just a lot of the blood a lot of the practical effects Mm -hmm. um i was like watching the uh special features on this the night before and uh Mm -hmm just and then talking about the kind of the end scene and how that was used with like they literally just had like plates of just exploding meat that just would just would just blow up just shoot just bloody meat all over the place okay. um it's so so good um so yeah just the 
the attention to that, you know, just, oh, it's the finer details of the, of this, you know, what yeah. makes this movie great. And the deterioration of the dress is really fun to watch from beginning to end because it's so white and just beautiful and immaculate. And as, you know, that first rip that she gets on the dress, she's like, oh, shit, shit, shit. Like she's ripping it on accident. Yeah. And then she goes into actually like tearing it. Then she's getting cut into through it. And then by the end of it, it's literally so soaked in blood that it's almost like a deep purple color. Yeah. And it's it's fun to see it uh, just degrade into into what it ends at. And she yeah, she's just covered in blood. It's so good. I um, gosh, I know we didn't really we jumped all over <laughs> as far as the mm -hmm. plot. We're not we're not really following it beat for beat like usual, but um, no, that's OK. Maybe let's talk about the family. I'm curious who your favorites are. Who maybe you could do without who is my favorite i would say dang it's hard because i think like fitch is a really fun character he is fun. um and fitch it, is a character that could easily be annoying if it wasn't yeah. like written and like acted well but i think let's see the actor i think he did such a good job at just being like the perfect amount of funny and not playing it too over the top. But I do love I, Fitch. Yeah, I think his, his jokes land really well. Um, I, God, they all bring something pretty great. I don't know if there's anyone I could do without. I think they're all, damn. I know, I, I do love all of them. I think they're all pretty great. Do you have a favorite? So then who's your favorite? I, I think I do have a favorite. I don't think you'll be surprised. I really like Aunt Helene yeah see she's on like a different level she is on a different level of just bitter angry life just taken away from her from this game but she also looks fabulous while doing it like she has that full makeup face that aggressive like her hair kind of like points back almost like it's like a flame or like it's like wind blown yeah and I just love when they're doing the photos pre-ceremony and she's just sitting in that chair just frowning staring at Grace I and she just gets just more elevated like she starts like really like quiet and calm and she says um she says brown haired niece like you continue to exist when she when she sees her um i i just think she's such a great she's such a great character and i aspire to be her when i'm that age yeah she's a lot of fun i um this whole <laughs> this whole family gives me vibes of um another dinner party but the dinner scene in beetlejuice you know mm. it's like it makes me just kind of think of all of them you know and then yeah. also i don't know i feel like this game in itself is very much you know like i love clue like i said the game as well as mm -hmm. the movie is mm -hmm. one of my absolute favorites but the 
when you have, you know, all the different kind of rooms in the house and you have, you know, a mansion that does look very much, you know, like a spooky old money, you know, murder mansion. And then you even have a, each of the characters, not completely right. So it's a stretch, but you have um, Aunt Helene who is in purple. And then you have uh, Andy McDowell who is in the Navy blue. And then you have mm-hmm. Adam Brody who's wearing kind of like, you know, the greens a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, charity who's in that like champagne color, mm-hmm. you know, and then even like the dad is in kind of like the blues and silvers, you know, it's so, like everybody, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like they're all fucking little game pieces, you know, they even, I mean, Jesus, they each all get their own separate weapons too, you know, yeah. and it's a whole thing when they're handing them out. So the, the clue vibes are, are yeah. uh, off the scales here. I, uh, so I really appreciate that and just love how just that kind of attention to detail where it's like, it feels like mm-hmm watching like a fun your, game i'm loving your attention to detail on the costuming that's that's great i i never picked up on them all wearing different colors not completely you know not I think completely some, like, it's it's subtle like it's 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 in a believable way and then you have you know of course grace and white you know and then of course then just becoming bloodier and bloodier and bloodier bloodier you mm-hmm. know and red as it goes but um yeah, so jeez, it's just like watching this movie is visually a treat for me. I would love mm-hmm. to even even under those horrifying circumstances, I would love to spend a night in that house and just run around and experience it. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe not having to murder somebody or be murdered, but like, what if it's you know one of those like nice ones where it's like you know, let me just like come over and just like play like one of like your guys's board games. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You know? the normal ones like would just be cool but i think the only the only character and i i won't say that i could do without the this character because she's essential is becky the the mother i i love andy mcdowell um good save and i i think that she, she yes <laughs> i knew you were gonna come at me um i love her but her character feels very disingenuous the whole time like she says that she likes grace she goes up to her and is joking around you know about like they didn't like me either fuck them kind of thing but her whole motive is to get alex to be back with the family like that's her whole reasoning for being nice to grace and she's even using the excuse of liking grace to try to talk Alex like through the situation and, you know, to, to be with his family and, you know, reiterate the importance of family. So maybe it's, it's not that I, that I dislike her character, but she's the least fun. She's more, she feels more manipulative and evil in a different way than the father does because he's just money hungry and is just doing what he needs to do to keep his empire going. Whereas she's, she's playing it in a different, in a completely different way. Like this emotional manipulation with her sons. The emotional manipulation, the leaning on family, you know, it's Mm -hmm. very, I think she was Vin Diesel in a fast and furious. You're just one, (laughs) one bucket of Corona's away. 
one bucket of Coronas and a good barbecue away. I love the, just how everyone's intentions are kind of all over the place yet everyone's just still going through the motions right like i mean mm-hmm. even like even like you know i mean more clearly demonstrated by like adam brody you know but um who's kind of back and forth kind of just floating along just kind of doing what he wants to kind of just add to the chaos and you know and while being ultimately you know i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's such a good guy, but I think yet again, you know, just when everybody else was talking about like, huh, can we pull out of this or like, oh, you know, I need to do this for like my kids, you know, because mm-hmm. they don't deserve this. And, you know, and then Helene really just almost out of anger just wants to do it because she had to do it. Um, so it's like, I feel like everybody's got their intentions or you know their reasonings or whatever but just yeah continue to kind of push through when they just know kind of fucked up it is i did but yeah i don't know it almost feels like daniel adam brody Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be the one to get his hands dirty like he doesn't want to do the killing or you know the one he didn't want to have to be the one to catch her because then he feels responsible again i feel like he's like trying to make himself feel better i think he was trying to wait until someone else caught her so that he wouldn't have to handle that burden and someone else could and then at some point his conscience got the best of him and that's when he like actually helps grace but he seems to be going really back and forth on like he he clearly truly believes that like something bad is going to happen to the family if she doesn't get killed but he doesn't care at the point that he helps her he's like yeah fine like if it happens it happens if it doesn't then great i also can't remember who at what point says this it might have been alex he says that they believe something really bad will happen to the family And doesn't actually explicitly say death. And I think that's interesting because my interpretation would be like, oh, you just lose all of the wealth and fortune. Because it's just something really bad. I feel like he may have, I don't know, may have been more explicit about it. I do know that, you know, they were dodgy around like how they would die. I remember like, Mm -hmm. you know, even Fitch was like, oh, well, I thought, you know, I thought that one couple died in a fire right you know and then henry henry cerny cerny um he says like oh well you know that's that's what the media wants you to think you know this and this and this and this but they never explain like you know that they're just gonna literally just like just meet zacks just explode all over the place just the best was there ever a point when you watched this movie the first time that you thought maybe the curse wasn't real or the deal wasn't real and they've just been going through this ritual thinking that they're all going to have you know dire consequences but turns out it would be so deflating to go through all of that and then have you know because they try to play you know they try to do a fake out you know where everyone's like okay sense up we're okay all right everyone's kind of just like all right checking themselves like okay my limbs are still here this and this and this which i mean like would be kind of funny in the like but the the joke wouldn't last very long you know or 
you know, be no, that it, impactful, right? It would just shift into what Aunt Helene tries to do anyway of them being like, well, we still have to kill her because we've been trying to kill her all night. Yeah. So that's that's where I thought it was going to go the first time that I watched it because there was such a long pause. But I do love how they all react like a vampire would when the blinds are open yeah. and the sun is there. They all kind of like cover their faces and duck down as if they're going to burst into flames from the sunlight. Uh, and then, oh my gosh. And then when they all start exploding, it's um, it was like... <laughs> It was just this, the grin, just from ear to ear, just seeing oh, so everybody funny. panic um, again. Seeing, yeah. And then, you know, it's off screen. So it's a, it's a fine compromise where you're like, you know, the the mom and the two kids run off and then you just hear the blah, 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 you know, the all, that was all three blow up, you know, yeah. just just in case like there were any popping. questions. Yeah, it was it was so good. And <laughs> <laughs> so Mara Weaving again. She's just laughing. Yeah, <laughs> but like prior to that laugh, her yell—I don't know if it's, I don't know if you want to call it a yell or a scream when she gets a hold of that knife and she's like backing herself into that corner. Oh yeah, guttural is that like is, the best word I could come yes, up with. That is the best sound. For someone who has just been through so much shit that night with a group yeah. of people that's been trying to hunt her and kill her, like it feels so real. It's so good, and and just to switch from that into just completely relaxed laughter because she was ready to fight for her life in that room, and then discovered that she didn't even have to because she made it. Going to blow up. Yeah, she won. I. I love it. And then, you know, and at the end, when she when she makes it very clear at the end to Alex, you know, it's like, babe, I love you. You know, she's like, I want a divorce. And then the timing throws the ring and he blows up. And then and then she's, you know, wiping the meat yeah. pieces out of her mouth and just goes, yeah. fuck. Because yeah. <laughs> she sees Mr. Mr. LaBelle. He, the flames like come out oh, of the, right, right. the fireplace and he's just sitting there and she's just like fuck like that would be my like my exact reaction and just like oh fuck he's real i love it oh my gosh i um so that that ending alone made it pretty uh like that's that's what pushed it over the edge because i was thinking like okay this would be a really fun movie and a really great movie if it ended up like not being a real curse or whatever, but ah, just the commitment to it. And then especially the way in which everybody just, just how violent it was, you know, it was uh, pretty good. This, this might be, this might be a strong statement or high, high praise for this movie, but it's probably one of my favorite endings of a horror movie at least in the past, I'll give it the past 20 years, maybe in my top favorite endings of a horror movie, because I have a lot of favorites that I wish the ending would have been a little bit different, or I wish there were more answers or less, you know, this, this third, the whole third act is mm-hmm. so fun and exciting. And the whole time you're just like, what's going to happen if they don't kill her? Like, I, I have to know. All the chanting, like, 
and even like Alex turning just into a complete like asshole like it is very scary when he like grabs her by the head with his two hands and is squeezing her and she's like you're hurting me and then when he turns around and covers her mouth she's like screaming underneath his hand that's another amazing acting moment from Samara Weaving like when she's screaming underneath his hand like that is genuinely scary I think that is probably the scariest part of the of this movie but um yeah like that whole that whole third act is so good and the ending is so so fun I just remember sitting there just waiting for something to happen I was like what what is going to happen I have to know if this is real and it is and that makes it so much more enjoyable and they hold off on it I think just for the right amount of time just long enough and then uh and starts going and then the fire starts it starts playing the song again you know we're all warped and shit you know um and uh, it feels very it feels very clear to me that mr labelle slash satan is enjoying fucking with them on the timing of how they're the order yeah. in which they're blowing up and the timing because as soon as aunt helene went to kill her he's like nope like missed opportunity and lets Alex last a little bit longer so that he can quiver in fear and, you know, try to win her back and explain himself. And I think at that point he was just respectfully like, she's, she's earned this moment. Like I'm going to wait till the perfect moment to, to blow this guy up. I love it. Uh, yeah. Again, just that commitment makes it, makes it work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so we get so before we get to our booze, and you know, I mean, I, I think that you know we've been pretty open about talking pretty positively about this movie. Is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of uh, anything else we haven't covered? I think I covered everything. I don't have very many negative feelings about this movie. I can't. As I was watching it, I was really enjoying it, and I've seen it several times, and I still think it's just as fun every mm-hmm. watch. Do you have any anything that you you would have changed or anything that you felt they could have done better? <sighs> Maybe seeing. I'm not going to hold this against them and I'm not going to call this a negative, but <laughs> not <laughs> making those children blow up off screen. I'm like, you know what? Bring them back in the room. <laughs> you, you wanted let them me, to blow up on screen. Let me see it. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be my one thing but you know what i you know people people get bummed out about that so you know hey even i didn't like seeing that baby in final destination right so you know maybe maybe i have some internal uh barometers parameters i don't know whatever the word is <laughs> who knows they they make up for it i think they make up for it by the that like that they don't all just splatter all at once. It's yeah, it's super fun that it's, it's like so you know, you know. Yeah, maybe that's my thing. I'm okay with you know violence towards children. You just have to demonstrate that they're asshole children first. Yes, you know, so yes. that makes it okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's really it. Other otherwise, no notes. Um, do you want to share your boo raking first, or would you like me to? who went first last time was it was it me i never remember gosh that was a whole week ago terrible memories yeah you should go ahead first 
Okay, I'll go first. This, oh, you know what? Be before I, I shared, I this is the most this is this is one of the more recent ones that we've done. Yeah. And I'm pretty picky when it comes to letting new movies into my like favorites category. Yeah. And this one really has my heart. And I would I would recommend this to people who don't like horror as well. I I really would. Yeah. Because it because it does have fun. I would say if someone isn't a huge fan of gore, maybe they might not like it. But even then, it doesn't hold any gore for too long. But yeah, this is this is a great movie. Ooh, how many boos do I want to give it? I I don't I don't premeditate on any of this ever. I love it. It's a, sometimes I've changed just like mid sentence, so it's okay. And this was my first exposure to Samara Weaving, and I think her performance alone gives this movie a full boo. Yeah, definitely. Game aspect is going to give it a full boo. Yeah. It's very entertaining. It's very rewatchable. Gosh, I'm going to give it four boos. It's high praise. Mm-hmm. I like that. I I agree. I um you know sadly, Samara Weaving was it completely ignored when Oscars rolled around for this movie. Otherwise, mm -hmm. clear front runner. And unfortunately, you know as I had mentioned before, there uh, well a few episodes ago that there's um, no more blockbuster entertainment awards for which to nominate her. Um, so, so what do we live for? <laughs> yeah. That we'd get angry and be snatched from her hands from <laughs> some some something undeserving some some I still know what you did last summer equivalent and I like that movie damn it but <laughs> this movie you know I was talking about just like horror comedies in general you know and I was saying like well, okay well how many great like horror comedies are there but it's like gosh I can just you know did you make a list I made a I made a short list it's not comprehensive let's hear it but you know you have some recent ones like and by recent i mean like last 15 20 years but you know like zombie land you have slither mm -hmm. you have uh mm -hmm. you know again happy death day and freaky mm -hmm. you know um jennifer's body i think counts mm -hmm. also with adam brody um oh shit i forgot about that mm, i know we should probably just do jennifer's body eventually yeah huh? we should probably yeah um you know the chucky movies if you want to count those they've taken that turn oh for right? sure Shaun of the dead what we do in the shadows mm -hmm. as far as like mm -hmm. you know the more and then you know of course you got like evil dead 2 beetlejuice mm -hmm. ghostbusters i would not include uh i wouldn't a great include... list oh yeah and i know it's totally not even like comprehensive but like i still think like <sighs> this movie with this cast, with the board game situation, with Samara Weaving for the rewatchability, um, it's this is one of my fucking like this is a this is a five boo for me. Ooh, I was I was teetering between four and four and a half. This movie is a perfect five. I would not 
change a thing. Wow. Other outside of maybe, you know, give me, come on, come on, let those children blow up in front of me. But outside of that, this movie is funny. It is spooky. Yeah. It is, and it's just, just so just silly and campy. It always knows what it is. And mm-hmm. it just like is really just stays in that just perfect gear the entire time. You know, I don't and every think... everyone is playing it exactly how they should. Right. And I'm like, I want to see like a I want to see a stage show of this movie. You know, I want to see like with blood splattering everywhere. You have to be like on a you know, you need ponchos in the first couple rows. I think that's how the Evil Dead musical was. Um, oh, that's fun. But this movie is dang i'm like i will recommend this movie to literally anybody just like you said i mean i don't think you need to i don't think the horror's too much the gore can you know yeah. isn't too bad i mean i don't know maybe i'm desensitized and it's just such a fun premise it's such a weird premise that you have to like really just buy in on a lot of things to just enjoy mm-hmm. it right but like you know it explains itself enough it is that explains Fuck. itself more than enough like especially when you're dealing with you know demonic deals and and things of that nature like you don't really I don't think you need to get into the nuances of it I think that they do a great job of explaining that and giving me enough to work with that I'm not questioning things the whole time like my questions are very arbitrary and I think could have answers like the what if they stop getting married or any number of things yeah like what if they got divorced that's a that's it like what if you you know what if you got divorced and just for not for the murder things like you're just unhappy in your marriage Mm. are you still tied to that curse like will you need to show up to every wedding and be ready to play hide and seek yeah dang good call i don't know see these are things we we're never but they're not they're not enough like they're they're mostly like it's just i want to know more out of curiosity (laughs) more than anything else but i do think that this is a really perfect movie and um I might need to I might need to sit on my on my ranking, but I'm I'm sticking with four boos for now. Maybe because I really feel that to be in that five boo category, maybe you need to be a lo- around a little longer, like or in my in my heart longer. And it's only been it's been four years. I uh maybe I um just like Grace, you know, I fall in love so quickly, you know, maybe <laughs> I just, uh, I love to, I love to love and be loved. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still, just, I'm, I'm just starting now logging our, our booze on the movies. So I have to go back through all the other episodes. Uh-huh. If we have any, if we have anyone who really loves listening to us and they want to do it for us, that'd be great. Um, I'm going to go back, log all of them. And then that way we can, uh, we can have like a recommended five boo movie list, four boo movie list. However we want to do that. Yeah. If anybody loves listening to us as much as they love Excel spreadsheets, um, that's, that's all we need. Anything else? Don't even worry about it. Um, Yeah. 
a couple you know it's funny i was just thinking, maybe i do have a couple stray notes um you know like i said i do appreciate how the you know it's like sometimes some of those eat the rich movies are i don't know i feel like it's it, 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 don't on the, nose. on the nose and don't really like hit the mark you know but i do appreciate where it's just kind of demonstrated by just like how shitty they are with their weapons how no one's good at what they're doing um mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind of panicked to the second like yeah like anything just this stressful situation happens you know yeah um they even and- rely on stevens completely at that one point when he's oh, yeah. got her in the car they're all just watching him do all the work on the phone that was the uh, that was going to be my last note was when she was trying to escape in the car and she uses that like emergency call with fucking oh, justin yeah. justin fucking oh. justin you know Fuck justin <laughs> i love that he says is there anything else i can do for you today and she says yeah go fuck yourself justin <laughs> yeah i love that she and but i just thought that was funny because he's just like i'm sorry my hands are tied there's nothing i can do and i just made a note you know you and i um you know both have extensive retail and customer service experience um there is that is not a true statement when you say my hands are tied <laughs> there's nothing i can do anyone in customer service will tell you that's not true there's, there's always abs- something you can do there's absolutely something you can do i just don't like you and i'm not gonna do yeah it. so believe me <laughs> so i was like justin you dickhead you know what do you what do you <laughs> what's your end game here so, so justin could be our one character that we did not like <laughs> yeah but just you know, for doing his job hmm, yeah maybe come on justin yeah yeah five booze i love this movie very much i'll recommend this um if anybody has made it this far and took my advice to just not even watch it and just listen to this whole podcast i know i told you that that's okay but you're but, regretting that now yeah but you're probably regretting <laughs> it now so don't don't listen to me um but five booze go watch that movie it's so good um yeah i don't know i love it great <sighs> gosh you know it's I think sometimes it's harder to talk about movies I love so much because I'll just say I love this, I love this, and I don't have any mm-hmm. critiques, and I don't really need to make fun of much of it. It's and is this movie is just absolutely perfect, just uh, just the way it, it is. is. Yeah, that was three, three in a row of dinner party and/or game themed movies. We need to talk about something that we don't like. That, yeah. That's what we need to get on the agenda. Maybe it's just a, a question of doing a newer release and and getting a little bit more critical there or finding a movie that we don't agree on. Yeah. And there's a few of them. Yeah, I know. We'll see. There's a few coming up, definitely. So we'll, we'll touch base on all of that. But I do appreciate everybody... Uh, uh humoring our impromptu dinner party detour <laughs> on three two one ghost um this one technically well i don't know if you call the devil a ghost in this kind of situation i don't know but mm-hmm. we'll see we're, well maybe maybe let's find a movie with a ghost first and we'll we'll talk about that and then we'll <laughs> let's, let's find <laughs> and then we'll go there if anyone there. knows of any movies that have ghosts in them 13 ghosts that's got 13 of them that is 13 is jump right I, ahead yeah geez um okay everybody thanks so much thanks for sticking around
Three, two, one, ghost. Thanks for listening to our episode on Ready or Not. If you're enjoying our podcast, give us a follow on Instagram at 321ghostpod and spread the word to a friend or your brown-haired niece. We would love and appreciate if you'd leave us a killer review on whichever platform you're listening on. If you're not too busy playing Old Maid, write us an email at 321ghostpod at gmail.com to share any praise, feedback, or to suggest a movie you'd like to hear us chat about. Thanks again for listening, and remember, if a group of adults you just met asks you to play hide-and-seek, get the fuck out of there. Three, two, one, ghost. Ghost.